called the fake news the enemy of the people, and they are. It's a serious question. I, I appreciate your passion. I share it. I've addressed this question. I've addressed my personal feelings. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. You're listening to Just Ask the Question, adventures in reporting with your host, Brian Karam. So hi and welcome back to Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Karam. And today we have the man, the myth, the legend, and it's going to be fun. (laughs) My middle son, Brennan, is joining us a film director, VFX specialist out in Hollywood, and we're visiting him in the uh, company of a baby shower and a cigar party for his new son. So we're going to actually turn it around today and have some fun with him getting to ask me some questions about fatherhood, but also introducing you to uh, the concept of fatherhood. So since it is just ask the question, Brennan, I'm going to just ask you the question. You scared of being a dad? Okay, um... Gotta be honest now. Yeah, no, I don't know. No, because I've thought about this a lot over the last, now, eight months. Um, I mean, I'm not scared. I wouldn't say I'm scared. I'm really excited. Um, I'm nervous. But I'd say most people in my position, my age, uh, occupation, and where I live, I'd say most people would be pretty scared because it's not very common for a 27-year-old to be... Having a kid in Hollywood, um, especially with my fiance and wife to be, she's an actress. She's also in the industry, you know, so it's very, that's very uncommon. But I'd say I'm most nervous just to like because of the earthquake we just went through. Yeah, that's no, that's why I'm nervous. No, but <laughs> actually, that's another thing too. Like, run it. Like this morning, we woke up to an earthquake, and I'm thinking six point four. That's a big one. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, usually me and Shelby, we're good to go. But now we have to worry about, you know, she's eight months pregnant. Like, we can't really move that quickly. Where do we, you know, what do we do? Where do we go? And especially once we actually have the baby, you know, that's a whole other thing to even worry about. But scared? No, I'm really excited. Um, I'd say I'm nervous. And I do have a lot of questions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. So it's just ask a question. Ask one. What do you got? Hit me, brother. Hit me with your best shot. Fire away. Okay. With so, apologies to Pat Benatar. So, okay. So every day, like when I, you know, I have this commute to work, it's like 40 minutes or something. So most of my mornings driving in are thinking about, you know, Slevin. And That's his son's name, by the way. They're having a boy <laughs> and they've already decided his name is Slevin. Yep. Save your applause or your condemnations for later. Go ahead. And his middle name is Octavius. So there's <laughs> I mean, it's fitting. It's Hollywood. You gotta have <laughs> Slevin Octavius Karam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Initial I mean, sock. Sock. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. So yeah. So most most of my mornings, pretty much thinking about Shelby and Slevin, and you know, like the coming months, coming years, all these things, and you know, one of the I guess the things I think about most is like I still consider myself a kid. I still consider myself. I know you do, and that's never. And in some ways, that's never going to change. It shouldn't. Yeah. No, I really. Yeah, I stand by that forever. Also, I'm an artist, and you have to have. (laughs) Well, you have to have that childlike imagination to, you know, be an artist. Yeah, an artist. But you got a question here. This this is like a White House briefing room (laughs) question. It's going to take an hour to get to it. Okay. Yeah. My question is like, okay. 
finding that like balance between well, the first one I have that I think about a lot is finding the balance between friendship and parenting. Because, you know, the first thing I think about, I want to play with him. I want to do everything for him. And then the second thing I think about is, like, the discipline aspect of it. Like, Well, hmm, that's a good one. So how do you strike that balance? Is that the question? Yeah, how do you strike that balance? Or, like, yeah, that's the first one. Well, I think with me it was, um, I'm not your friend, I'm your dad. Yeah. So I'm more, I, I want to play and have fun with you and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, make no mistake, um, I'm the lightning. And so you have to maintain that. There has, But that's the best kind of friend, actually, I think, because yeah. you're, I, I'm more than your friend. I'm not going to make excuses for you. I'm going to correct you. I'll make mistakes as, you know, all parents do. But uh, at the end of the day, there has to be a wall that you cannot pass and you're going to have to be it as the father. Now, my dad was like, I remember when I was old enough that my dad and I had a drink at a bar in San Antonio at the 50-50 and I'll never forget this. And he said, you know, I always wanted to be, always when you were younger, I always wanted to get to this point where we could sit in a bar and have a drink together and be friends. Yeah. And that comes. Yeah, we do that a lot. Yeah, we do that a lot. And it's great for my end, too. Yeah. the son being able to do yeah. you, you know. But as you raise them, you got to be the dad. Yeah. And that's, um, at, and, and sometimes you're going to anger your kids yeah. because they're going to go, dad's mean, or, you know, that, that SOB. But, and, and you got to brush that off. You got to know that what you're doing is being the dad first. Yeah. And that's what you got to do. Okay. And, um, uh, so you're playing with a mic over there, is that? Yeah, it's making sure it's working. Yeah, you're, it's working. Now you're in the red, so yeah, you're. All right. All right. All right. Um, I don't know if I saw it before. Yes, it's moving. All right, all right. So. Yeah, it's moving. Yes, right, it's right. moving. Okay, sorry. Right. So to that point too. Okay, so finding a balance between friendship and, um, you know, being the parent. Another thing is. That's my advice. Somebody can tell me I'm full of shit, but it worked <laughs> for me. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it. Yeah. It worked for mine too, you know. But, okay, so we're going to be the same exact age. Yeah. Having a kid. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're both 27. It's, like, kind of crazy. Yeah. And how, because I know, like, me and you are very similar. So I can only imagine, yeah. you know, 27 <laughs> or exact 30. So 30 years ago. Right. What's going through your mind as a 27-year-old? When I was. Soon about to be, yeah, you just found out you're about to have a kid. And how did. Yeah, I guess, like, how, what was going through your mind? Like, what was, I guess? You just, when I was your age and getting ready to have our first kid, I remember uh, I was working at a television station in San Antonio, and I was covering crime. And I would, um, I, I that was the first time I ever thought, well, i got to be just a little bit more careful and not get whacked. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> now I have... A son, mm -hmm. and it wasn't till I, I really didn't put it in perspective all that well until my dad, who was dying of cancer, and I tell this story a lot. In fact, I when Sarah Sanders left the White House and she said she was leaving to take care of her kids, I told her the story of I wrote her a letter and told her the story of Dad, my dad, yeah. and what he told me. And this is when I really began to put it in perspective. Dad was sitting on the couch at our house, 
And he said, I'm not sitting here dying, wishing I had spent more time at the office. I wish I had spent more time with you guys growing up. And I said, Dad, it's okay because you're with us now. But I did not want to have that same regret that my dad did. Yeah. So at that time, your mom was pregnant with uh, Wyatt, your, your, your younger brother. And I had two kids that were young, you and Zach, and I looked at you guys and I said, no, I, I don't want to miss all those firsts. So I want to adopt my strategy so I'm not gone because as a reporter, at that point in time, I was a shock, Fox Television. <laughs> I was with Fox, America's Most Wanted, and I was traveling the world. I was going 200 days out of the year. I'd come home and the dog wouldn't know who I was. Yeah. And so I decided I had to change that and spend time. So I made choices that put me closer to home so I could be with you guys. Because to me, the most valuable thing was I did not want to have the regret my dad did. And I love every minute of my work, and I go back to my work. Yeah. But I would not give up fame, fortune, or anything else for spending time with you guys. That's the God's honest truth. Yeah, and I feel... Um, and I love every minute of it, even the tough times. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's crazy how, like... Does that make sense? No, absolutely. I already, like, once... It's weird, because, like, once I found out, like, I, I already started kind of experiencing, like, something like that in a small way, like, like, to touch on, like, for example, like, even, like, walking down the street and going to the grocery store, you know, different things. Now I'm like, before I might be a little careless or reckless or, but now I start thinking like, well, hold on, you know, like I do, it's not just me anymore. It's not just me and Shelby. Like now we have, you know, right. a kid to look after. And I already, it's weird because I feel like just even these last eight months, and I don't know if it's like biological or nature or what, or I don't know, but in the, even in the last eight months, I have already seen myself mature in ways that I think, really only people having kids or have already had kids can understand, you know, and it's, and some people don't go through it. Some people never go through it. The uh, fact that yeah. you are going through it is cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just, yeah. Uh, Cause I was, I like, I'll be thinking like, you know, your kids aren't disposable. That's what, right. And it's, and I think less, uh, selfishly for sure. Now, I mean, I always obviously did with Shelby, but now it's like, now it's like, we have someone, we literally, we're all born into this world. I always like say this, we're all born into this world. Really, no idea what the fuck is going on. Even people have lived a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, right. they still don't know what the fuck is going on. You know, they live and die, and they they have a great guess of what this all means, but nobody really knows. Right. And so now I've gone through 20, 27 years of boot camp to try to now teach <laughs> some kid. That's right. What this life is about, you know, and which is it's weird because it's a lot of responsibility, but it's also like really cool because every moment leading up to this point has now I can now you know, try to share with, you know, someone else. And well, that, and, and the thing is, is, you, you know, you find yourself being, but you don't, it's a tightrope to walk too. Like when you say you find yourself being more careful, you don't want to be the yeah. guy that keeps your kids so I, careful that they live in a bubble and right. they never experience life. Yeah. And you don't want to be that way either. Mm -mm. You, I mean, you know, you want to put on the monster mask. Okay, no, that was actually <laughs> my next question was about the finding the balance between that too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, uh, like I can see myself like of course I want to like part of me it's like God I want to do everything be overprotective but then it's like no that's obviously really not good for him and I think you and mom have the perfect balance with with us well, you know like I'm fifth grade we're 10 years old you know like I come home after school and the park's like well, a block away I'm like hey dad I'm going to the park alright cool you know I'm going with my friends and and it was fine but it's like what's the balance like 
of like, oh shit, like, you know, being worried about, you know, a 10 year old running the park or, right. you know, and I think that's, that's irresponsible. You yeah. let your child go yeah. to the park without yeah, any supervision. Exactly, yeah. But what see, you don't know is that your mother was a block behind you watching you the whole time. Oh, yeah, I know. You guys are always... Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's maybe more something that you guys are behind the scenes kind of watching. And well, also, that's... Yeah, that's yeah. some of it. I mean, literally, your mom probably did at some point in time, but you can't grow up in a bubble, and you do have to take risks, but you have to be... They have to be measured risks, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously no... That's, that's no way to live life, you know, not doing anything. And well, there's some people that think so, and God bless them, but that's not me. <laughs> yeah, so... I still put on I, monster I mean, we masks. we clearly did not live like that at all. You know, we were yeah. very... And also, like, okay, so... I'm having a boy. You had three of them. Yeah. And... And as I say, I'll die a happy man if I figure out how you got the footprints on the ceiling, which I've never figured out. Yeah. And now... <laughs> I know. Some of the shit we did was just... Crazy. Like, crazy. Insane. Like, looking back on it... You know, at the time, just everything seems so like, yeah, which, and that's what it is. We're boys figuring out the world, you know, right. testing things out. But now that it's the worlds are reversed, <laughs> you know, I'm about to deal with all this sort of stuff. I mean, we you're going to have one. You know, my mother's curse was you're going to grow up and have one just like you. Yeah. And I oh, agree. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, no, we're literally all like you in like different ways. Yeah. I think personality wise, I mean, me and Zach have you split. Yeah. Like, we're both a lot like you. Um, that which is why we always get along and like to cause trouble and shit. But, and fight. And fight, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now I'm not, I, I really feel like Slevin's going to be, I mean. So what was the question? The question was, um, what was I It was, um, Boop. yeah, I asked it a second ago, what was it? It was, um. Oh. I interrupted you, and you went off on a train of thought somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But it was a, I, it was a question about you know the boys. How, how are you going to deal with the boys? I guess and they're crazy. Oh right, right. Dealing with okay. So I guess it's kind of like a part two to the to the first question about being overprotective versus giving distance and stuff like that. But having boys, I feel like. Yeah, you're about to have one, and I had three. three yeah. So the question is. The question is. Um, I feel like boys tend to be more a little destructive, wild, like. Zach would stick his finger in the light socket, stuff like that. How do you, I guess, prepare or deal with that? Or something that you just kind of learn on the on the fly? I think everybody learns. I, I mean, like you said, you, you come into it after 27 years of boot camp. You still haven't gone through all of it yourself, but you take and apply what you know to the child. I think it's real healthy to be close and stay close. And like I said, you'll make mistakes, but as long as you make them from a, you know, you're not abusive or crazy or nuts or, you know, any of those things, you just, you kind of ride with it. I think that's the best. Any, I don't think you can get ahead of it. I think you ride it. Yeah. That's, you know, just ride the wave. Get on your surfboard, to use a Southern California term, and ride the wave. Yeah. So another thing I just actually thought of is... So when you were growing up, I guess, or no, when you were, you had me, Zach, and Wyatt, you had your dad around for about six of the years. Yeah. And, but he was also battling cancer and was sick and was, and was, you know, dealing with a lot and your, yeah. your parents weren't together. Now I have a different perspective where I have both you and mom. Well, hopefully we'll be around well, for right, a while. Yes. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But flying out here, you know, every couple months helping take care of me and Shelby and helping prepare for Slevin and which is, it's a, you know, it's amazing for us because yeah, it's, you know, it's tough out here, you know, 
to be completely on our own, which you and mom were for the most part. Yeah. I mean, you guys are completely self-made. I mean, you didn't grow up with money. No. You know, so when you, and when you had Zach at 27, you were still struggling financially. Yeah. Yeah. So how did, I mean, how did you balance that with, you had a wife, newborn baby, a job and a career all at the same time? Well, I became an alcoholic, got drunk and <laughs> committed suicide <laughs> and came back on the rose <laughs> again. Uh, no, I, I don't know. That's just life, man. You put one foot in front of the other. I don't think you can get at the end of the day. Don't become overwhelmed with what you go through because you got another day coming, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, to me, I was always a worry wart too. I remember I, when I was a kid, I never thought I'd live to be 26 because Brian Piccolo, his name was Brian. My name was Brian. He played football and was a fullback. I played football and was a fullback and he died of cancer. So I thought I was going to die of cancer by the time I was 26. And I didn't. And then, you know, then you forget about that stuff and you put one foot in front of the other. And then my dad got, you know, lung cancer and died and was 55 and I'm three years older than he was when he died. And I think of that every day. My my grandfather, the judge, Fred, died when he was 63 of uh, liver cancer. There's cancer in my family. Yeah. There's heart disease. You think of all those things. But at the end of the day, I think you got to put them all away and just put one foot in front of the other. Money problems, all of it, as long as you, you know, I'll be honest, if you stick together, you know, you chose wisely, I think, with a mate. And if you two stick together, anything's, anything is possible. Anything can be accomplished. I firmly believe that. Yeah. So I think you just put your and a sense of humor helps everything. Absolutely. Put on the monster mask, brother. Yeah, drive know. in traffic. <laughs> put your monster mask on. Drive in traffic. Make fun. Have fun. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I was talking to Shelby about that last night when we were telling the story about how in high school you would literally put on a Halloween monster mask and drive around. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, at the time in high school you're sitting there, you're just like, oh my, you think it's like the craziest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm like. I, I can see myself doing that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because it's... Why not? It's just like, yeah. you know... Life's, life's short. Life's short. Just Enjoy yeah, it. Do crazy shit. Yeah. Like, and you, you said something really wise. It's like, you get to be 100 years old, you really don't know. What's yeah, you don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody... And nobody gets to tell you. I don't think anybody should tell you how to live your life. Yeah. I think there are certain ways to live life. You try not to harm other people. That's the biggest thing. You don't, try not to purposely harm other people. Yeah. You try to help other people, Help, yeah. I mean, whether you like them or don't. I mean, if they're if they strike you, fine. You yeah. know, I told you all growing up that never start a fight but finish them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was another thing too. I had a question about. Go ahead. Was growing up, yeah. We, you know, we had a couple of very, you know, couple of rules. N nothing crazy, but we lived by those. You know, one was, you know, like don't raise your voice to your mother, and don't lie. Yeah. And if anything else happen you know it was negotiable so if we got in trouble you know if we yeah if we like screamed at mom we're you know we're done <laughs> if we were lying to you you always found out we're done <laughs> so we learned very quickly that and and you always stuck to your word so if, if literally if it wasn't those two like let's say i i don't know you told me not to take a cookie or something that probably never happened but let's say i took a cookie then you asked me about it if i said yes i didn't didn't lie 
you would, and I would say, hey, Dad, you said if I didn't lie and raise your voice, you know, you could talk to me about it. And yeah. you always stuck by that. And, um, stick yeah, by it. Don't. Yeah. It's tough sometimes to stick by your word because you're going to be hoisted by your own petard on a few occasions. But if if you do that, I think you teach their, your kids a little bit of, of being, you know, you don't have to be self-righteous, but you do have to be a man of your word, I think. Yeah, and, okay, so do you remember, yeah, growing up, you know, like, obviously, we're boys, we get in fights, school fights, wherever we go to the principal's office, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Thinking about it now, like, if this were to happen to Slevin, I want to, like, storm into the school, you know, just... Lay low. Lay, yeah, like... <laughs> lay him low! So, yeah, like, how, I mean, that happened on a couple occasions, me, Zach, and Wyatt, you know, yeah. we weren't... No, you were not, uh, you weren't saints. No. So... I mean, yeah, you had a, you probably got principal calls a couple times a year sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> a couple times a year? Between, Shit, a couple times a week. Yeah, what are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> did, uh, I don't know. What did you, what did, how did you like? Well, you listen to what they have to say first. Don't make any judgment. Yeah. Because maybe your son did do something stupid. You don't go in and go, my kid could never do that. And I feel like that happens a lot. Yeah. A, like, a lot of, a lot yeah. of people do that. It's like, okay, what, what do you say happened? Yeah. And, what do both sides say? I think you have to be, you know, my grandfather was a judge. My uncle was a judge. You have to kind of sit logic. Logic. Yeah. Use logic. A lot of people use emotion way too much. Mm -hmm. They just get emotionally wrapped up in things and don't, you know, adhere to facts. So if you go in and you go, okay, and it's tough because it's your kid and you want to protect them. But, you know, kids, <laughs> we all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, it's like when they called me in and said to, the, the prime example of that was when they called me and said, your brother, Zachary, had lied. So you got to come in and talk to us. Your, your son is lying. All right. And we were living in Kansas City at the time. Yeah. And I, I go into the office and I said, okay, what's up? Well, your son is a liar. I go, well, yeah, what did he lie about? Well, we asked if anybody had ever been to Europe. And he said, yes. And then we asked if anybody had ever been to D.C. and gone to the White House. And he said, yes. And Asked if anybody had ever traveled here, and he said yes. And I go, okay. And Oh, yeah, I visited the White House. Yeah, and, Black Belt and Karate. Yeah, Black Belt and Karate. And he said yes to all those things. And, and I go, and? I go, well, obviously no kid could ever do that. I go, well, yeah, he had done all those things. Yeah. And, you know, we lived in D.C. Of course we took you to the White House right, for the yeah. Easter, yeah, egg yeah, Easter egg roll. <laughs> yeah, we still have the Easter egg roll. Yeah, we still have the Easter egg roll. The Easter eggs from the Easter egg roll. And we had uh, gone to Europe. You know, that was our... I, I made your mom a promise that before we had been married 10 years, we'd have enough money to go to Europe. And so we took you and your brother cool. to Europe with us. That yeah. was one of my uh, promises to her that, you know, I saved up money. We didn't have any money when we got married, yeah. you know, but we saved up enough. And then, you know, after uh, 10, and honestly, it was the frequent flyer miles from flying for America's Most Wanted, <laughs> <laughs> visiting all 50 states and 11 countries. That enabled me to pay for the flight yeah, over yeah. there, and then we took care of the rest of it. But yeah, I think that's a um, logic. That's a long answer, but listen to what people say, so and then smart, yeah, smart answer. I feel like more people should use that yeah. more often. Yeah, well, you know, we're all human. Of course, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's another thing too. It's like it's just all balance, you know. So what else you got? That's it. You got come on. You got more question that dig deep, brother. Uh, I have a okay. Hold on. Let me think. I do have a. 
I mean, I have a thousand questions. Well, um, shoot. It's just ask the question. So I'm going to give you the advice Helen Thomas gave me. Just ask the question, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think she said bitch. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, well, I, mean, I, have a, I have a bunch, but there's two. I'll, uh, I do have two, I guess, quick questions. So... Have you actually written those on the phone? Is that what you're looking at? Yeah, you're yeah, I wrote them on you, the phone. Yeah. You have really, all right, you've yeah. done your homework. I'm proud yeah, of you. That's yeah. a good reporter there. Yeah, all I, right. I told you, I think, and even when you first, one, when you first called me, I thought it was so fucking cool. One of the coolest honors, I think, that you wanted to do this with me. And so from, yeah, when you called me, I started thinking of stuff. You know, because I, I mean, I have questions for you all the time, but you live. 3,000 miles away or whatever. I obviously, 3,000 miles away. The carom 300% rule. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother used to say if a carom starts yeah. describing shit, yeah. <laughs> distill it by 300%, you'll have the... I mean, it's pretty true. <laughs> yeah. When we're telling stories. Yeah, when we're telling when stories. We're telling stories. Yeah. yeah. When we're telling good stories. Very long stories. You gotta, you gotta juice it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Give them something to, you know... Yeah. All right, so what you had to, what are they? So it's, yeah, the... um. Right, so... Me, I mean, our whole family is very passionate. We love hard, you know, it's just, we're passionate in both areas, right? Yeah. And I think me and you specifically are very passionate. We're lucky in the fact that we found a, a industry that we're passionate about. You have always been, you know, a reporter and journalist, and I've pretty much known since I was like five, I want to make movies. And was there ever a point, I guess, I mean, it's more of like a quick question, I'm just curious, a point in your life where you thought you might want to, I don't know, like... Because you've always been very open about what we could do. Is there, there's never been a like. What point is that like you're forcing an agenda down? Like, oh, you should be a reporter, or you should be, or don't, don't do this, do don't that. do that. Absolutely not. No, I no, would never. I do that, think that's how, the biggest mistake. Yeah, that a no, lot I, of parents make. No, I think so too. But like, because people then you end up unhappy. Absolutely. But how did you? I guess was it something natural that came to you? How did you naturally know like that I wanted to be a reporter, or that, or that I shouldn't force you. That to you shouldn't some, force us into something. Because this goes back to my dad. My dad honestly loved sports more than anything else. Yeah. I never saw him happier than when he was a public address announcer for Bellarmine College in Louisville and he would announce the basketball games. He loved to watch. He had friends that were, he would have been a great sports reporter, except yeah. he didn't realize that was open to him. His mother always told, my grandmother, who was just like the third or fourth person, third or fourth woman, ever to plead a case to the U.S. Supreme Court. She was cool as hell. Grandma was great. She raised five kids, one of them mentally retarded. Her and Grandpa were artists and were visionaries. Grandpa played the violin, wrote uh, screenplays, where you get that from, yeah. and was a director and started helped start the Catholic Theater Guild. Beautiful people. But my grandmother thought that the only professions that were worthy was to be a school teacher, a lawyer, or a doctor. And dad didn't fit that mold. Yeah. And he lived most of his life very unhappy because he didn't he couldn't be himself. And so from that, I I I always wanted to be I and, and grandma didn't have that sway on me because she was my grandmother. Right. I, she would try and play and I lived You've with her for a rebel too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna tell you what yeah, you're gonna tell just me. gonna do it. Yeah, I'm just gonna do what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I lived with Grandma for a while, and I respect her and love yeah. her, but she didn't have that sway on me she had on Dad. And I, Dad would go, how can you live with her? Because 
you know, she's you know so tough. And yeah. I was, I would like, well, you know, Dad, I'm not you because yeah. I can tell, I can laugh at her because she's my grandmother. Yeah, yeah. But I learned from Pop that the um, you, I didn't want to see you guys unhappy, and I figured the more important thing was to raise you to be productive and work hard, and you find your own way in life. So you know, you've heard me say it a lot. Life is short. Do something that makes you happy. Absolutely, yeah. And and be productive, contribute to society, but be happy doing it and find your way. Yeah. So I, yeah, that was it. That's I. That's why I was that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that one hundred percent, you know, trickled down to us. That's where we're like. Do you remember? So, I, me, Zach, and Wyatt are very thankful that we grew up in a family that was one hundred percent supportive of what we wanted to do. Because this industry is not obviously an easy one to right, and so many like actors, directors, any, anything in entertainment, they come out here and their parents are not supportive. And you have friends. I have friends, yeah, yeah, that, that that literally will not talk to their kids because they came out to California, right? And I was eighteen, and Zach was twenty-one, and we moved to New York right, like right as soon as I did high school, and you guys were. Just didn't even, you know, you're super supportive. You're like, all right, whatever you need. Like, didn't even, never once were you like, oh, it's hard. You might not make it, you know. And I think that's one thing I want to, 100%, I think it will because it's kind of. You know, when I hear parents say you might not make it, I think that the parents are, there are two things that go through my mind. One, that the parents are jealous. Yeah, that, they're, that they have the, <laughs> the, the courage the, to do Yeah, that the kids are doing. Yeah. I had to, you know, I'm a life insurance salesman. I didn't want to do that. Yeah, so yeah. you're going to have to do that. Yeah, I mean, you, you're going to suffer like me. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a little bit. Of, and also, I think it's a it's a comment on the parent being not that good of a parent. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm a great parent. I mean, I, I, I just know how I felt growing up. You are great. Well, thank you. I, I thank you more and more and more. more. <laughs> milk it, milk it, milk it. Um, <laughs> but I, I am. Um, I just felt like it was best that you live your life the way you want, be productive, and and so be supportive of that. If you're going to be a good, if you're going to be a parent, if you're going to be a. That's when you become a friend to your yeah. your kid. It, you support them when yeah. they want to make it. You know. Now, if you came to me and said, "Dad, I, you know, I want to be a serial killer." I, I, I might try to dissuade you. <laughs> okay, be the Dude, best serial be the killer best you can. <laughs> but you know, it was also my mom. My mom said, and I'll give my mom great credit for that. Mom said, um, I don't care what you want to do, just be the best that you can. If yeah. you came to me and said, son, I want, you said, mom, I want to be a garbage man, I go, great, be the best yeah. garbage man you can. And I remember that. that. Those were her exact words. And so between her, and what my dad went through and his mom, I just figured, you know, it's it's goes almost without saying that your life is yours to lead, and my job is to give you the tools to lead it, and then then your that's yours, your life. I, my gift to you and your mother's gift to you is your life. Yeah. And we went through the boot camp, so we put you through the boot camp. Now it's your life. Go have fun with it. Yep, now I've been through boot camp. Now you're gonna have to do the same on, thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, okay, one thing that I think I really adopted from you. Yes. Was your ability to, I think, kind of like let shit like roll off the back, you know, like, I mean, obviously in your profession. Oh, baby. A lot of, yeah, a lot of love and hate. <laughs> yeah. It's two, both of the extremes, yeah. you know, and 
I really did adopt that from you growing up because for like you're the example of you driving around Montgomery County in your monster mask, not giving a shit about what anybody thinks. <laughs> you know, and like like when we I mean we still do it to this day. When you come into town we go grocery shopping and me and you I'm twenty seven, you're fifty eight. Yeah. And we run around in the grocery stores playing tag and hide and go see. Yeah. And then <laughs> And while Shelby and my mom yeah. are just gross shopping, like rolling their eyes, like, oh, there, oh, they, go. there oh, they go again. There they go. Yeah. <laughs> What's fun is when all three of you and all four of us, all three of the boys, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, sometimes they just go on, we, well, we'll literally go on for hours. Yeah. And it continues into the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> and that all started when we went to cut down a tree when I was like eight. Right. And we were actually cutting down a tree in the snow. Christmas tree. Christmas tree, yeah. yeah. For Christmas, we were cutting down a Christmas tree, and I rolled up a snowball and threw it at you, and I thought it was so funny. So then I took off running, and you just chased after me and pummeled me, like, <laughs> threw me in the snow, and then we just started having a snowball fight. Yeah. So then we made that a tradition. Every time yeah. we had to cut down a tree, we started a I remember fight. plowing the snow with you once. No, you literally, yeah, took me by the hood and just <laughs> threw me straight into the snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people are going to listen to this and think, oh my God, an abusive bastard. I know, I know. <laughs> but see, that, that, but that, it was a moment of like friendship, you know? Yeah, like, it was hanging, fun. Just friends hanging out. And... Well, come on, when you're a boy, yeah, you do the same thing. You were boy. I was a boy. I am a boy. Right, yeah. Part of me is always going to be a boy. Going, yeah. So when you want to do boy stuff, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Because it just, it's the joy of life. And, Absolutely, yeah. You know, that there was a famous saying from Teddy Roosevelt. He was like 60 years old. It was before just before he died and he went hunting and he came back from hunting and uh they said oh you must have had a great time and and he said no it was it was bad and they go why he goes because i know it's the last time i'm ever going to get a chance to be a boy Damn. and that i don't want to you never want to you don't want to lose your sense of wonder in the world and the sense of playfulness. No. You don't want to hurt other people. You just want to have fun. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, like, I had fun. There's a, And I say, you know, people are all on about football and stuff now. Life is a risk. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. and I understand that, you know, it's we can make it less, you know, we can lessen the risk. Of course, yeah. But some of the best times I ever had in life were playing football. There's... Nothing better than just a group of guys getting together trying to accomplish something. A and common goal. Just, yeah, common goal, and you're busting hump, yeah. and you're you know you're telling bad jokes, and you're you're, you're farting and sweating and, sweating and, and bloody, bloody, mud in your face. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. There's literally there's not. I can't explain like it that. other than that. I, and I don't mean anybody any harm. Of course, yeah. I'm not being you know a, a speciesist or a numberist or a yeah. <laughs> anti anybody. Yeah. Just having fun, man. Yeah. No harm, no foul. But yeah, so that's never lose your sense of wonder. No, yeah, no, I one hundred percent agree. What else you got? You got more questions? Come on. Uh, I got some more. Yeah. Okay. As deep as you want to go, brother. All right. All right. It's just ask the question. Okay. Um. And for those who wonder, so uh, uh, background on Brennan. So he was a high school quarterback. And he was like five three or five yeah, four, tiny, tiny, but was one of the best quarterbacks I ever coached. Very smooth. And then, um, as immediately when you left high school, you did not go to college. Mm -mm. You went straight to New York because you wanted to be a 
you, you want to be involved in, you know, first New York wanted to be involved in film and you all made films and you've got some very funny things. And I've been in a few of them. So, and I know you all took some of them down so people couldn't make fun of me. And <laughs> yeah, we know we definitely, yeah, the second, yeah. I never forget when we were at our house in um, North Hollywood and Zach's like, Dude, Dad's trending on Twitter. I was like, "What? Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> <laughs> and so we all pull out our phones and we just see uh, what did it say at the time. What did it said uh, uh, Playboy. Yeah. And uh, we just saw they have some some Brian Cameron. We're like, "Holy shit!" We're like, and so yeah, we had. I mean, everything we filmed, we pretty much had you in. Yeah, I know. You know like, <laughs> and you took it all down. Yeah, we, 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 took all, yeah we took it all down. We're like, oh no, they're gonna roast him. Yeah. I mean, Zach's, Zach takes his stuff down from just a couple years ago because he that. doesn't even like his he look. Yeah, he doesn't like the way he looks. Yeah, I'm like Zach. I made, it. I directed and wrote it. I mean, yeah, but, but he doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> but he's he's. I'm on the camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like and, whatever. And why it's like I don't care. Yeah, why does he give a shit? Yeah, he slept through the earthquake. Earthquake today, yeah. yeah. He just texted us, like, shit, I slept through the earthquake. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. A 6.4 earthquake, yeah. and your little brother slept through it. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what woke me up today. Well, I, I was, I felt it. I was sitting there typing, and, and I told you, I felt, I go, you know, I'm, I go, damn, I'm swaying back and forth, and I'm not even drunk. And I said, damn, this is an earthquake. And I told your mom, I said, I, this is an earthquake, and I got away from the window. We were on the 11th floor. But that building was swaying back and forth. Yeah, see, that's scary. Yeah. It uh, wasn't that, I mean, it wasn't all that scary. I mean, I guess more like a thought of, I mean, yeah, I've never been to an earthquake, so. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's, and it's a 6.4, that's not a small one. Uh-uh. Um, this is a side note. Do you remember uh, back when we were in high school and we made, this was back when we were making movies, or we were, you know, obviously making movies and stuff, and. We had, this was like my first feature film, Cognition, remember that? Yeah. The whole premiere did all that. We did the casting, whatever. And we had this huge production at the time, we thought. And the day of shooting, our main lead professor dropped out. Yeah. Do you remember that? And I was like freaking out. And I was like, fuck it all. I was like, just cancel everything. I'm like cussing at Zach. And I'm like, just cancel it all. And then uh, he called you. And then you showed up. And you're like, no, we got this. Like, don't worry. We'll take it. You're like, Brandon, come here. Take the camera. Get that shot. Hand me the script. You just memorize the script in like 10 minutes and then we end up filming the whole day. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty, I don't know, when we were talking about like movies and shit, it just made me think of that. that well, the one cool. I remember, um, we had uh, a friend of mine, the fat doctor, yeah. comedian, hired uh, the production company that I was running at the time to uh, to shoot, he wanted to shoot a, a comedy special. Mm-hmm. So we shot it. We went down to North Carolina oh, yeah, yeah. and shot it, and you came with me. Yeah. And you know, it was he. We kind of direct. I directed it on the fly. Yeah. He, he said, "I kind of want to get." I said, "What we want to get you get out of the car." You know, people like applauding. Yeah, looking like the man. Yeah, looking like the man. Yeah. We had like we had a hundred people yeah. out there, and I'm going, "Okay, go this way, go that way." Yeah. And um, it, it was that was fun. That was one of my um. Because, I mean, every from when I started off, you know, making movies were, like, really little. Everything I knew was, you know, from you. You brought the camera home. You had already had some, you know, and obviously you worked in television, so you knew yeah. editing and all that kind of stuff. And so growing up, like, the, yeah, you were the person I looked to to learn from the most. And that was that trip was one of the ones where I remember, like, I guess one of my um, self-conscious things, like, sometimes you get too shy as a director or whatever. And I was always worried about having to handle a large crowd or having to handle like a big set. And I remember, yeah, that day was one of 
the moment that kind of switched all around for me because I watched you pull a crowd of 100 people drinking out of a comedy club, pull them into a film shoot they had no idea was going to happen. And I remember thinking, like, how the hell did he just do it? You coordinated a car, two cars, two, uh, like, women that were on Doc's shoulders, and then a crowd of 100 people. Yeah. And then me and then a, and a sound guy. And I was just like, yeah, it was, yeah, that was a really cool moment. And it turned out great. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah, it looked great. It looked yeah. like the whole crowd was meant to be there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, this is an expensive shoot. Yeah. yeah. On a fly, baby. Yeah, on the fly, yeah. Well, that, I, I don't know. That's, well, I appreciate the compliment. So what else you got? You got more questions. Come on. All right. Um, let me think. Not that I don't mind the praise, the endless praise. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, like. So what's the, I, I have a question for you. Hmm. What is the, what do you think is the most important thing to know as a son? About your parents. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> Go for it. I feel like most important thing to to know as a son. Yeah. So it was. I hate to admit it because growing up, you always think you know everything, right? As a right. kid, you're, and then you know your parents are always saying, "Hey, like I've been through this, whatever," but no kid ever listens. <laughs> you know, like. We didn't, you know, and I feel like it's yeah. inevitable. I think that's one, I think one, I mean, I don't know if that's ever going to change, honestly, but I guess one thing as a kid, if I were to go back, if I could like have the knowledge I have now and be like a 10 year old kid would to, yeah, maybe understand and realize like, yeah, your, your parents have been there before. Although like not in a, not in a way where it's like shoving you down your throat, like you can't experience your own experiences type of thing, but more like they always have your back. They have your best interests in mind. Maybe you should just listen for a second, you know, even down to the small things, not even like, not even just like huge things. It could be advice on how to talk to a girl or advice right. on what to do in this football situation, you know, something, even the smallest things. I mean, I think it's kind of, I think it's very natural for every kid to have to learn it on their own. Nobody wants to be told what to do or how to experience it, but maybe being a little bit more open-minded. That's, you know? you're going to be, that's the toughest thing as a father. I'll tell you, you'll have to, cause I mean, I remember the, the example I use, and it's true, was we're putting up Christmas lights, and I, I said, don't stick your finger in that light socket, you no, know, the Zachary. empty light. Zachary was yeah. like, he looked at me, <laughs> yeah. oh, he was, yeah. and, and you were kind of the same way. Yeah, yeah. Why it's very why, interesting. Why well, just trust you. Yeah, why yeah. it goes, well, maybe the old man knows what he's yeah. talking about. Yeah. He, he was a little smarter about it. Some people have to learn by action, and you just hope that you don't, that those actions don't lead to your demise. Right. We're that's there. the biggest thing as a parent. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you're, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. hoping that what you're going through does not lead to your demise. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. Yeah. And that's the toughest. I'll tell you what. That's the toughest thing as a parent is knowing that there's absolutely a, nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. I've tried to prepare you. I hope you make the right decisions. And then at the end of the day, I can't live your life for you. Yeah, that's, that to me, I think probably is the biggest thing that might scare me because I know logically, right? But it's like, how do you like, that's emotion. That's a tough one. It's, you take a decision. I think, think about it. Cause the thing is also, I'm a, I'm like a, I swear, I guess like a, 
So yeah, I'm a perfectionist. I want everything to be perfect, even in a day-to-day thing, right? Or and also, I have OCD, so it's like, I might think like, oh, like, if I'd taken this route to school differently, maybe, you know, he would have been safer. Something the like butterfly that. effect. Yeah, the butterfly effect. How, I mean, how, I mean, I, I feel like I could get lost in that train of thought. You could. Yeah. You can't. You could. Uh, definitely, you could. <laughs> Under the right stimulation from certain chemicals, you will. What happened to him? He took too much LSD. He disappeared. <laughs> he started contemplating his navel and disappeared into it. Um, you can't. That's something I even noticed though as a young kid thinking about you and mom. Was that like, okay, like, even something as small as like, let's say we're 10, 11, we want to go to the pool today. Let's say we go to the pool. Do you think about that throughout the day? Are you thinking like, oh, I hope they're okay? Yeah. Or at what point do you stop? Does it, I mean, or does it ever stop? I mean, I don't think, you know, your mom and I worry about you today. Yeah. If we hadn't been here in LA when a 6.4 earthquake hit, I guarantee your mother would have hit the panic button. Oh, yeah. And I would have been concerned. Of course, yeah. And we still were. I mean, the first thing we did was call Zach, call Wyatt, and call you. Yeah. You got to me before yeah. I got to yeah, you, actually. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, we're standing in the door while your mom going, call the boys, call the boys. Yeah. Go, the, the thing hasn't even stopped well, yet. Well, they're also on the uh, coast, so you maybe figured that might be some issues. They're right yeah. I mean, sure, you're, you're living on the West Coast, and we're living on the East Coast. Yeah. I guarantee you there isn't a date. You, you never get over that. Yeah. You don't but what you do do is you put your head down and you do what you got to do. Cuz if you if you just you can get so worried so easily. And you can't. And then there are other come on, there are other parents who just out of sight out of mind. No, I see <laughs> yeah. that a lot. Of, okay, here's another thing too is like when now that I'm having a kid, you know. Right. You start to see the world differently and like literally, you know, I see yeah. Now I see other parents with strollers, and, and now I look at them differently. I'm like, oh my god, you know that's going to be us. You see them at the pool, whatever. But yeah, there are a lot. I do see a lot of, and not to judge, obviously, or but a lot of parents that it is kind of out of sight, out of mind. Well, I think some parents. The thing I never liked, I I didn't like helicopter parents. Right, who just hovered. Yeah. yeah, and and I had a lot of that. Remember, in, when oh, I coached yeah. for mm-hmm. ten oh, yeah. or eleven years, coaching everyone. Yeah, a lot of my friends. Were, oh actually, my god, yeah. you just want to beat them senseless, yeah. don't you? There's, <laughs> there's a couple of parents to this day. Yeah, <laughs> and I just want to. Uh, if I see them, I, I just want to punch them, but yeah. I don't. <laughs> and then there's the other ones who just think their kids are disposable, and they just it's uh, either end of it bothers me. You know, it's like a, in a weird way, it's a reflection. of themselves yeah well I think a lot of people were disposed of as kids and so they disposed of their kids yeah and that's not I mean I, I think that I always say that you know the what's your great I always felt like I was put on this earth to accomplish something yeah I don't know what it is I still don't know what it is but yeah. I, I just know that but I do know that so far my greatest accomplishment your mom's greatest accomplishment together mm-hmm. is uh or you three? I'll tell you that honestly. Well, thank you. I honestly believe, and but none of that would be possible if your mom and I weren't together. And, that, I mean, that's actually a question I had for you. Shoot. So yeah, I'm about to become a father, but also about, about to become, become a husband. husband. Yeah, and you know, not to give you too many compliments, but I know me, Zach, and Wyatt. We do believe in that whole like true love one person for you kind of because of you mom 
And well, you know, your mom only had thirty-five boyfriends and while you, we were. Yeah, you only had thirty-five girlfriends, right? <laughs> okay, well, uh, one know, a year. Yeah. Okay. Well, so okay. So one, I guess, question is, I mean, can't get too scientific or too. Uh, I don't know. Go for spiritual it. Spiritual in that regard, but like. Okay. Okay. I'll start off with like. Okay. Okay. So, before you met mom, right? Did right. you ever think there was one girl for you? How did? Nope. You, yeah. Yeah, me neither. Honestly, I had before I met Shelby, was pretty cynical. Yeah, I never thought that I never thought I'd get married. Yeah, me neither. I just thought I would wander around alone forever. Question was, but you said, you know, did you ever think oh, you'd get you get married? Think, no, yeah, everything never married, did. No. And then I met your mom, and that changed. Yeah. And, and what's crazy though is I was talking to you and Tim about it at the baby shower, how a lot of people don't ever find that. I know. You know. Or I don't know if they don't find it, it's they don't recognize it when they do. I think my mom and dad didn't recognize it when they found it. They got married very young. Yeah. And then they got divorced when they were very young. You know, mom and dad uh, were adults in the time, you know, it was popular to say a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle. And mom took that to heart. And she, okay. yeah. Well, it's, it's to some extent because women have been put down. Mom, right. mom always had a glass ceiling that she bumped up against. She was always treated, I mean, poorly. And mom just, is, I get some of that stubbornness and that, you know, rebelness, you know, rebelliousness oh, yeah. from mom, my mom. She, yeah. She's a trendsetter. Mm -hmm. And my dad's mom was a trendsetter. I mean, very strong-willed women yeah. who I love. I mean, I love strong-willed women. Oh, yeah. and, you know, I like strong-willed men. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't love them like that, but, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I love strong-willed people. Right, yeah. And, um, and I, I think that, you know, um, that was for me when I saw your mom as strong willed as that, I, it, it was something I hadn't seen Same, before. Yeah. I mean, or something I didn't. And I, and I don't think back to the point is my mom was strong willed that my dad was, um, trying to find himself. And when they got together, I don't think they appreciated what they had. Uh, yeah. And when they um, split many years later, I don't think they ever found, they never found anyone mm -mm. as compatible as they were with each other. And I remember when dad was dying, mom called him in the hospital and said, Jim, I love you. And he's uh -huh. going that, you know, that ship has sailed. I said, dad, just talk to her. Yeah. And she, you know, she was like, Jim, I love you. And I, and I, um, you know, I'm sorry. And, you know, and man, that brought it home to me that, no matter what you go through, no matter, and you're going to get married, and you're going to be ups. There's going to be downs. You're going to make some bad mistakes. She's going to make some mistakes. Women don't make as many bad mistakes as men. I'm convinced. <laughs> um, but if you're smart and you stay together, I think in the end that's something you know worth worth having. And I, I you know, your mom and I went through a couple of times. I was like, ah, we're going to get divorced. And, no, we're not going to get yeah, divorced. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was like, you know what? You're right. We're and both, yeah, strong-willed, stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your I mom is one of those. Yeah, I always think it's hilarious to this day. I like when mom gets mad or, you know, she'll get all, you know, she's, it's so funny. Like, she's all cute and she's yeah. small, you know, but you love it when she gets mad. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it my entire life. Yeah. Like, anybody else is, like, stressed out or, like, you know, when, when they're arguing with their, yeah. you know, spouse. And then you just love it. Yeah. <laughs>
And then you both start laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and then she loves that you love it. Yeah. And then you just... Oh, well, I, I tell everybody you're better off pissing me off than pissing off your mother. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I may kill you. But as I've said, she'll kill, kill you, the kill the whole family, yeah. burn the village down, sow salt in the earth, and come back a year later and make certain nothing grew. Yeah. That's yeah, that's your mom. So and I, she looks so cute doing it. I know, I know. <laughs> like Shelby. Yeah, it's like her and Shelby. I know. <laughs> when they get mad, man. <laughs> yeah. <My> God. <laughs> if they're mad, we know something's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> It's going down. <laughs> and you're just going, well, I got a broom and a shovel. Yeah, I guess we're just cleaning up after. We're the mop-up crew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pickup truck, a bag of lime, and yeah. a shovel. Let's do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and your mom's slaying. <laughs> I know. Right, so, yeah, I had two other questions. Um, sure. One was, like, real quick to touch on the, you were talking about how people meet and sometimes they don't realize, right, that – there's this moment right? and they're not living in the moment enough. Do you think there's like, I, everybody I know does this. I catch myself doing this, not taking for granted even a day. Yeah. You know, we all do. And, yeah, we all do. And it's natural. And, and I know. regret it. I try not to, you know, I, you know, <clears throat> and I'm not going to get morbid, but you know, when you've gone through some things in life and you know, it's like, I've seen people die, and I remember the day that I covered a traffic accident in San Antonio, and I <clears throat> saw an eight-month-old baby dead in a car seat with a little pink toe sticking out of the blanket, and your brother, your older brother, was about the same age at the time, and I was in tears and told your mom, don't leave the house, yeah. do whatever happens today, please. Things like that make you appreciate the day, mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be that it takes that, that kind of tragedy, but we're human beings and we become numb or indifferent or, or we're stupid yeah. or ignorant. And we all make that mistake. We all take for granted that, and, and we all take for granted that we're important. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. And we're not, I'm not. You I, know, I think about it all the time. Yeah. Everything that's going on in this planet right now. Yeah. What you're going through is well, this planet is one of Billions yeah, yeah. And billions. we all think, literally, I think about that all the time from an outsider's perspective, looking down onto this planet, how irrelevant all of it all is. All of it is. Everything. Yeah. The smallest argument you have to the biggest achievement. Yeah. I mean, at what point, I mean, yeah, there's nothing really you can do about it, but. Right. But I think the only thing you can do about it, you know, I go back to uh, Gandhi or Len John Lennon, you know, it's like give peace a chance and, you know, all that kind of good stuff and, you know, just. The only thing, at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters is love. Yeah, I, 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 that's what I hate I, to sound modern. I know it's you know I always come back to that. I hate to sound like, but it was in my favorite movie, and I actually had I'm writing a screenplay that kind of revolves around that in the in the least cheesy way possible. But yeah, Interstellar, you know, love transcends yeah, everything. Everything it does, and it's it is it's a universal language. Every living. And I think that's why there's so much strife because there's so little love and people get so frustrated with a lack of it. Yeah, we have a shortage of love. Yeah, we do. We do have a shortage. I mean, you look at Donald Trump. I think, 
I, I, I think you look at the president and somebody didn't love him There's enough. No love there. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody needed to, he's got daddy issues. Yeah, yeah. And if his dad had been a little, you know, nicer, the world would be in a better place. <laughs> it's all Donald Trump's dad's fault. <laughs> At best. And he probably didn't get enough love. Yeah. What do you think racism is? What do you think sexism oh, it's is? All, oh, you, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, all about bad parenting. Yeah, I, oh, like true hatred, like hatred can only come from within. It's got to be something. Well, it's like most of the people that I know who really hate uh, the LBGTQ community yeah. are closeted. They're frustrated. Yeah, there's got. I mean, yeah. some of the biggest haters I know, and and, and race and racism yeah. too. It's like I. Oh yeah. There's got to be. There's yeah. The true hatred comes from within. I I, I feel like a majority of and it's every, learned. Every what? And it's learned behavior. Yes, it's like yeah. And you I put your like, kids on a uh, you are, and when you all were kids, mm-hmm. I got to tell you the thing that I liked. Most was um, you and Zachary both did. It was like, and and Wyatt did too. Well, Wyatt made friends with everybody, but one day you made a friend on the on you know the playground, and you didn't describe him as a black kid or a white kid. The kid in the orange shirt. Yeah, that's how guys raised us. Yeah, just to yeah, it's just people are people. People are people, and that's how we've always. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are. I never understood that, but I feel like it's uh, fear plays a way bigger role in everybody's life and humanity as a whole than I think anybody really understands. Do you ever see the movie Defending Your Life? Yeah, yeah. That's the that, that yeah, yeah, that yeah. That's yeah. Albert Brooks's supposition is that fear is the guiding thing on the planet. Everybody's afraid. Oh, does he say that? Well, that's yeah. true. I think you're that's right. That's where hatred comes from. Yes. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's fear. Yeah. I fear of something. Fear, fear of someone's something. going to make more money than you. Yeah. They're going to be better loved than you. Be yeah. better looking better than you. Looking, Thinner. More, more yeah. money. More success. But, you know, all of it's fear. I agree. Yeah. Fear of death. Fear of, you know, like, literally, I think fear is, unfortunately, is what drives us. Fear is the mind killer is what they said in Dune. Mm. And I agree with that. What's the quote where a life lived in fear is a half-life lived? Yeah. That's another thing, too, I always have tried to kind of, like, keep in mind, you know, and I want to... Like you were saying earlier, you know, like being overprotective versus letting them. Well, yeah, that is, that is no way to live a life. So, what's your last question? Um, my last question, I actually just um, last last question is maybe a little touchy subject, but I had a quick go one. for it. Okay, the la- okay. Anything on this podcast, anything on this podcast goes. <laughs> Definitely a um, touchy subject, but there's, there's always two subjects that cause the biggest fights. Politics and religion. Oh, yeah. And so I guess my last question is religion, right? Okay. We grew up in a very, um, uh, it wasn't religiously strict, you know, like you didn't shove anything down our no. throats and it was open-minded what, you know, uh, space to bring up, to bring us up in. But I guess like, because me and Shelby both aren't religious. You know, and I have, I think we kind of... Havens! Have... <laughs> You're havens! But, okay. My question, okay what, like, that's... How do you raise them? Yeah, how do you raise them? I have some, I guess, questions about that because, again, what if they want to be religious? I don't want to force me not being religious on them. They can do right. whatever the fuck they want, but how, like... Well, what we did with you guys was we... I was raised... Your mom was raised Christian and wanted to be baptized. She had, wasn't baptized until she was an adult. I was raised in not a very it, it wasn't strict Catholic, but it was it was you know and it wasn't cafeteria Catholic, which yeah. is the joke. But well, I was raised in a Catholic environment. I was a um, an altar boy, 
And I, and I always say, you know, I never ran. We had drunks, but we never had pedophile priests. And now that everybody's talking about, you know, the pedophile priests, I keep going, hey, what was wrong with me? You couldn't make a pass at me? <laughs> what, I wasn't good looking enough? I, I would have turned you down. You but hey, I was allowed feeling left out. Um, but I thought that what the church gave, uh, the church gives you a sense of community. Yeah. So we introduced you to that. So you got a sense of community and a sense of the Bible because I've read the Bible. I've actually read the Bible many yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, and so I have a, uh, and I wanted you to have a grounding in what religion was, mm -hmm. but it's your decision to make as to where you go well, with, with it. it yeah. So I, I, that was my, and your mom and I talked about that growing up. She wanted, we both wanted you all to have a grounding, okay. but we didn't want you to be strapped to the right. earth by religion and, and warped by, because too many people are really warped. They say they're Christians, but they don't believe in Christianity. Right. They they say they're good hearted, but only to people who agree with them one hundred percent. That's the thing. There's also a reverse effect with the whole community thing because even as a young kid, I remember thinking it's just something that we have this packed mentality, right? So when I meet my friends, I'm like, "Oh, what religion are you?" They're like, "Oh, I'm Christian or I'm this," and, and but I'm Catholic, and I'm like, "Oh, you son of a bitch!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't realize fucking it's stupid. But even as a kid, you know, so it doesn't have that. It's like, yeah, it can be great as a community, but then it also has that, I mean, that's why all the... Well, you have to learn, and you have to learn... I think one of the best things to teach your kids is how to think. Not what to think. Yeah, yeah. As a, as a dad, I think the biggest challenge is to teach your kids to think. And not do it for them, show them how, it, like, show them right. how they can do it. Like, yeah, I, I think that's really important because, uh, you know... And I got that from my parents. Mom, in particular, was really good about teaching me to think. And we would have these great conversations, oh, yeah. you know, me and mom. And we still do. Yeah. And and just being able to think. And then, you know, well, what you think for yourself is what works for you, as long as you're not harming other people. Exactly, I mean, yeah. that's, uh, you know, it's like I've had that conversation. How can you stand, you know, working with, you know, I've actually been asked that. How do you stand working with a gay person? I'm going, what do I care? Yeah. I got mine. You get yours. Yeah. You know, if you came to me and said, Brian, I'm going to marry my broomstick handle. I'd go, mazel tov, good luck, do your job. That's something you've been saying for 20, 30 years. Yeah. Ahead of its time. Yeah. Well, I remember you would say that in front of other people, uh, yeah. like my friend's parents, make them yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, I wouldn't make them uncomfortable. <laughs> I liked making them uncomfortable. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> they would be so judgmental. Yeah. What, what gives you the right to judge me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's one thing, too. I, yeah, I want, I want to just like, yeah. Yeah, what gives anybody the right to judge anybody? Anybody. Right. I, I won't judge you. You don't judge it me, goes Alex. Back, it goes back to the point. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't fight. You, who says what you're doing is the right way? We don't fucking know. We all end up in the same place. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. There's a great com uh, there was a great comic bit, uh, Billy Gardell, uh, you know, that was in Mike and Molly. Yeah. And yeah. he's talking about religion, and, and he said, you know, he, he says, we could all end up in hell, and, or, or, you know, going, well, you know, there's... What five hundred religions on Earth? Yeah, and you could we up and I had Jesus. It, he went off two to one. I, who, who was God? Was the frog from Lemur? You, know? yeah. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, nobody. You know, nobody's got a right to decide for anyone else how to live their life or what to worship. Yeah. And you're not evil for for doing something that's different from me. Only thing that is requested. The only and if and I can request it. I can't even force you to do it is to treat me with respect. 
Right, yeah, you can't force yeah. I can't force that. And if you don't treat me with respect, well, shit, okay, we can play that game, yeah, too. We play, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we I got a baseball bat. Let's go. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, is that... I, 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 no, I agree. Oh, actually, I, so I do have actually a couple of questions. If, yeah, go ahead. Um, I was thinking about... So a couple... Um, so how do you... I mean, I guess this is something that now my generation has to deal with. And you and you did too a, a little bit, but now it's like the, the whole technology. Like kids nowadays on their phones 24-7, right? And... I'll just smack them upside the head. Yeah. (laughs) I remember growing up, you know, we didn't have an Xbox or anything until we were like 10, 11. Well, they were around. We just didn't have We weren't allowed to. Yeah. yeah, We had certain, and well, it's the, looking back on it, I don't remember the nights I was playing Xbox. I remember the nights we were out building forts and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Let kids get out and be kids. Yeah. Which I think is, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's. I mean, look, I had my first computer when I was like 21. Yeah. yeah, the first personal it was a yeah. Tandy TRS Trash 80 or yeah, Tandy um, 1000. Around, I mean, it was like 82 or 83. Right before the, the first uh, Mac 1984. Yeah, I mean. and um, yeah, it was a Tandy. And then, but growing up, I mean, I grew up with stuff that just blew my parents' minds. I mean, you know, what, three different television? You know, they, they didn't even have oh, yeah. TV TV's growing up. Yeah, we had TVs in, you know, yeah. you know, in our bedroom. Yeah, we had more than one TV, and people thought we were rich. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even when I, when I yeah. was a kid. Yeah, and it was so. I think each generation has to deal with that. The, yeah, you know, it's called future shock. There was a book written about it about you know the advancement of technology. You just use common sense. I mean, it's easy to parent if you just stick your kid in front of a TV. A TV yeah. Now it's easier to parent stick your kids in front of a you know a, an iPod or an iPad or a, yeah. an iMac or a you know anything else. But you know, or here, go play video games. I'm going to go do what I got to do. Right. That's not the right way to do it. I don't think. And no. I, I like that. You know. We had a backyard, and you all played, and you all built forts. You did what some of the things that we did. I remember building forts in the in the basement with the covers and the yeah. blankets, and you all did that. Yeah, and you were out in the back with paintball Building, guns. Yeah, paintball guns. We built like uh, blasting kids that were in the neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> pissing off neighbors, shooting the neighbors out. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you bastards! Yeah, I mean, you had the um, yeah when we were like 12, 13, 14. I mean, do you remember? Yeah, Beth Ayers. I mean, cops would get called on us all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong ditching. Yeah. Run, I remember they come to our door because they would like suspect. It. I mean, we're pretty much the only house that was always doing the crazy. <laughs> shit. They come to our door and ask you, and you're like, no. <laughs> oh no, I got your back. Yeah, you're like, no, there's like. You know, Wait, I'm, I'm not writing you out to yeah. the cops, but if I knew about it, I'd get you. Oh, you would have called before. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, you, the last thing you had to worry about were the cops. You had to worry about, about me. You. Oh, no, we were actually, oh, even, we were all more afraid of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wise. Yeah, yeah. That, that came from my dad, too. My dad was like, you know, you better hope the cops catch you, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I catch <laughs> you. <laughs> well, um, was there a point when growing up, when you are first having kids, that you thought about, like, you know, protecting the house, having a weapon or a gun or something like that? Yeah, um, but as a reporter, and I, I look, I'm not anti-gun. Right. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I was a member. I was also I was a member of the ACLU and a member of the NRA. Yeah, yeah. And remember, I would wear my NRA oh, hat. Yeah. 
and cut grass just to piss off the neighbors. Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. <laughs> but um, I decided that it wasn't good to have a weapon in the house with small children and your mother and somebody accidentally get shot. Yeah. Or someone get disraught and do something that they would later regret, like, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and so I, and I always, you know, I kept a baseball bat yeah. around and a, and a shovel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I figure if you come in the house, you're going to get that shovel upside your head real quick. You better be able to shoot right once. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's something I wanted to ask you because... Yeah, it's like, you know, I live in a big city. It is a scary thing. Even nice areas have. Yeah. Well, we, you know, D.C. Yeah, I mean, D.C., yeah. I mean, yeah. But. At the end of the day, I just didn't do it. Yeah. And I and I don't regret it. And all of you all grew up proud and with yeah. the Indiana boys on the Indiana Nights. Yeah. Last dance with Mary Jane. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I didn't. Yeah. What else you got, brother? Let's see. Anything else? Um, We've been at it an hour. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, okay. Can um, well, do you have any questions for me? Anything else that you want to ask me? Or well, I've been asking you. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of. Um, we can do it again. I'll tell you this. Out of I will say this about raising all three of you. I've never had more fun. Than being a dad, out of, and never felt a greater sense of accomplishment than being your dad, and seeing you guys be successful, and you're the first one. I'm going to be a grandfather, and I still feel yeah. like I'm 19. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm. I remember my grandfather, and I thought, man, he's an old man. Yeah. I am just happy that you all are are happy and having fun, and I take a sense of pride, and I think your mom does too. And we miss you. You know, we like being together with you. So I don't, um, at the end of the day, when you get slabs off to college and he are in, you know, paratrooper school or whatever he does, and you can take a sense of pride in that, then I think that you've done your job. But it's true. There was a movie called Parenthood. Where I think it's Jason Robards is talking to Steve Martin, and you know he goes, as a parent, you never get to spike the ball, you never get to run it in for a touchdown. It's never over. Parenthood is like your aunt Edna's ass; it goes on forever. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's it's always, but you'll always be a parent. Right, it's never over. It's never over until you're over. Right. but that's okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I I'm fine with that. It's I don't want it to be over. Right. I, I mean, I do want to be, you know, more of your friend than your parent at some at point in time. Yeah. But I do have experiences that you haven't had. I always told you growing up, you know, every place you're going, I've already been in some places yeah. twice. Yeah. And that's true. But um, the biggest thing is be humble, be honest with your kids, and don't hide shit from your kids. Yeah. Don't, you know, Dad, what about marijuana? Yeah, I tried it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not going to lie to you. I'm high right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm high right now. Let's have a drunk. You're drunk at basketball. Don't hide who you were. Yeah, or who you are. And who, or who you are. Yeah. Because kids know. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's actually one thing I am noticing because Shelby has um, a cousin that's like six, right? Yeah. And it's just crazy. I'm noticing and I'm re-remembering me as a six-year-old. And it's just it's crazy to watch how much she really does know. 
The kids know. Yeah, they know. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes parents make is try to hide yeah, who they, they are. Yeah, I think they grow up and then they think like... Oh, oh your dad's something. a phony. Your mom's yeah, yeah. a phony. I can be like... That's how... And people... It's learned behavior. Yeah. So just be yourself and, you know, hey, I'm, I'm as fucked up as anybody else. Here yeah. I am. <laughs> All right, so I guess I got one last question for you. Shoot. Because I know you're a lot like me and you're still, you know, kid, fun, love, you know, you know right. very, you know childlike in some ways and now you are becoming a grandfather Mm -hmm. how is that like i mean i feel like that's like like there's all these major uh, steps in life right you know you get get married go to college whatever you have a kid and now this is like the night this is like having a kid again but now your kid is having a kid kid. i mean isn't that weird i mean when you is there any moment where you look at me and you still see that like 10 year old oh every day that's crazy. Every day. And you will too. Yeah. Well, I'm an old fart now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm going to have fun with that too. Let me tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wind that kid up and send him to your ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let you do what I used to have to do. <laughs> let, let me tell you what it's really all about. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I still like, I, like I said, I still feel like I'm, parts of me still feel like I'm 19. And other parts of me know I'm not. My knees yeah. definitely are 90. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, your, your mind, I think you have to keep fresh Yeah. and and keep going and have fun. Yeah, I mean, that's more, I feel like, the, the mind most being imp- young, is, yeah. young is more important anyway. Yeah. But, so, I mean, this, so, there's not, I mean, you're, obviously, everybody is progressing and doing new experiences in life, but I feel like this is a pretty big one. It's a big one for you. It's definitely a big one for me, but from your perspective, you know, like this is, this is an, an experience that you've now waited 27 years. Right. You never even knew if it was or what happened, you know? It's right. Not something, it's like, yeah, it's not something you could predict. No. And I mean, how are you feeling? Are you excited? Are you? Very excited for yeah. you. Yeah. Me, it's, it's like, it's like. Well, now I get to buy some more new toys. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the best thing about being oh, a dad. Yeah. Buying all the toys for your kids. So you and playing with them. So, and playing with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm like, now I have a, Yeah, yeah. You get to, to buy, buy all the toys. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I told a friend of mine that who's thinking about having a kid. You know, he works at the White House. Yeah. White House report. I said, hell, one of the best things about being a dad is buying all those toys for the kids. Oh, and yeah. You get to play with yeah. them. <laughs> I was on Amazon. I found this fucking... It was like this giant bouncy house you can put in your house, and it's yeah. got balls and all these different doors. I'm like, I want that for me. Yeah. <laughs> and now you can buy it and pretend like it's for your yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing it. And Shelby and Slevin are upstairs. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dad's playing in the bouncy house yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, well, Brennan, this has been, we do have to do this again. I would love to. I, yeah. Thank you. Seriously, Dad, thank you so much. I love, you know, every time you come to town. It's the highlight of my year. We have so much fun with you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, we do, and that's because we've had fun your whole life. Yeah. Even the, even some of the tough times were fun. Like you know, we we didn't even touch on when I changed the locks on you, and oh you could and you tried to run away from me and couldn't get out of the house, and the look on your face. Yeah. Or the first time you stood up for yourself when you're playing soccer. Mm-hmm. You shut up. Yep. <laughs> some guy was talking trash to you, and you. St- or when you were little and you were in nursery school and you came home and told me about all the friends that you had, but they were really in your head. I actually wanted to ask you about that. Go ahead. Last one. Yeah, last one. Okay, I didn't... Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, I would tell, talk to Shelby about that a lot, too. I'm like, damn, I'm like, my parents must have been like worried. You know, because I was... How old was it? must have been five? Four. Four, five, four. And 
I still remember that day, which is weird. But yes, I was at preschool, and I remember I had my little Barney uh, duffel bag backpack thing, and we all sat in a circle, and the teacher would go around asking us like what we did you know, that summer. Some people would say more than others. I remember I was shy, so I tried to keep it brief. And then after that, she told us to split up and go talk to each other and just talk about the experiences over the summer. So I see we all break up. Everybody, there's like clusters here, 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 across the room. Everybody's talking to each other. And I remember thinking like, yeah, I could get up. And if I did get up, what would I say? So then I imagined myself going over to the kids and talk to each one of them. Like, oh, what would you do? Oh, I did this. Oh, really? Well, I did this this summer. Oh, wow. And then it's, I started getting fulfilled from this big conversation in my head. So then I turn over there and went, okay, what's that guy going to talk to you now? Talk to him. And I had a great time. So then the days ended. I felt fulfilled. I came home and told you I met all these friends, made all, you know, yeah. told all these stories. Mm-hmm. And then the teacher calls you and tells you I didn't move. Right. <laughs> and get out of my seat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and remember also when I was young, what was it? Um, I would pull out my hair. It was called yeah. uh, trichotillomania. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. But when they said mania, I knew it was a problem. <laughs> I've got a crazy son. Yeah, there's that. I saw a therapist. And... Well, I, I always, when, I never, your mom was concerned. Of course we're concerned. You're, yeah. your parents. But people overdiagnose things and people worry too much. And you were always interactive with your brother. And you were always, I just felt like you had to come out of your shell and it was taking you a little longer than yeah, others. Yeah, a few years, yeah. And when you got out of your shell, you were fine. We, we couldn't put you back in. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> then the bar fights ensued and, the, you know, yeah. the zipper head and getting, you know. Oh. No, I, I never worried about, I, I, I thought, well, he's got a good sense of humor and a good sense of imagination. Yeah, Man, that's why I'm And I'm so good. as long as I saw progress in coming out and talking to others, I didn't worry as much as I would have worried if you stayed in your shell and didn't interact. Yeah. There you go. How's that? It's good. All right. So uh, stay outside of your head. No more bar, bar fights. Fight. Yeah, we didn't even touch on those. God. Well, yeah, there were a few of those. Yeah. You want to touch on that briefly? I, I got <laughs> I got five minutes. All right, let's t- all right, we'll touch on that real quick because I feel like that is also – a crazy moment in, a, in both of our lives. The, the, the main bar fight. The bar fight. The bar fight, yeah. Where you ended up, your mother thought you were dead and, and that Zachary was dead and you were in a bar fight in New York and I was like, well, he's got you know, stitches in his head. <laughs> Zachary called me up, Dad, everything's okay. Yeah. So I figured, okay, Zach is very good about that. You're older. Yeah, yeah. he is very, he gets that from you. Yeah, he, he assesses the situation and he... You know, and he's he's a first responder and the yeah. reporter. Yeah. So yeah. he's going to tell me what is, and I trust him. Yeah. So he says, Dad, he has stitches. He's okay. I'm fine. This is good. We're all going to live. All right, fine. As long as I know that, yeah. then the rest of it we'll deal with. You're going to deal with some shit. You know, your your kids are going to get in fights. Your kids are going to do some stuff. You're going to be, hopefully, they're going to, you know, survive them. And like I said earlier, you cannot live their life for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, because I was out for a good, like, 12 hours or something. So while I'm sitting there laying down, all of you guys are having to deal with, you know. Yeah. And I will, the thing about being the dad in that situation, I will torture you with it for the rest of your life. Oh, I know. They're calling me Zipperhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, you can't really see it. Yeah. It's under there. Yeah, it's under there. All right, so it, 
that's the end of this one. This is Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Kiram. Thanks for being with us, and it was a special fun time being with you, Brennan. Anytime. I love you. I love you too, Dad. Thank you. All righty, buddy. Take care. Thank you.